When you've been injured in an accident, you need a lawyer. And you deserve an advocate. Speaking with an attorney is simple and 100% free. We're available 24-7 for your convenience, and we'll take on the claims process so you can rest easy. You deserve an advocate. This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, I uh, can only tell you, I have been partnered with the advocates for over a decade, and those guys are remarkable attorneys. And they're not just attorneys. They truly are advocates. When you get in an accident, you don't think about, you know, before that accident, what if I'm injured? What if I can't work? Who's going to take care of my family? The advocates think about that for you so you can get back to the best version of yourself at theadvocates.com, where you can chat with an attorney live online. 24 7 365 and it won't cost you a dime uh good uh thursday to you the first day of february 2024 mm-hmm. already it is february don't forget starting monday the monty show will be back in your morning time slot 5 a.m pacific 8 a.m eastern time right here on youtube of course you can always watch 24 7 365 go ahead and hit the like button while we get into our Lead story of the day, and I think it is this New York Jets story. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but The Athletic, which is one of the last bastions of actual journalism in sports in this country, uh, or so it would seem, The Athletic talked to 30 different sources in and around the New York Jets who described a chaotic, ugly scene that took over the New York Jets in 2023, starting with Aaron Rodgers, then he gets injured, then it's Zach Wilson, then it's Robert Sala, and on and on and on. And it seems like the New York Jets made a very, very difficult decision in getting Aaron Rodgers, and they turned the keys over to the franchise to Aaron. And Jake, it doesn't seem like it went well. Yeah, I, I think when you look at Aaron Rodgers, we've always known this guy to be someone who's a little bit selfish, someone who is is out for himself. And I think you know, he largely hid behind the fame that he got in camp. You know, he shows up to Jets camp and the fans love him and everything's great. And he's everybody's all American and, and nobody can get enough of Aaron Rodgers. But what you start to understand after this athletic piece comes out and several other, you know, people talking about this is that Aaron Rodgers pretty much ditched Zach Wilson. And and the story goes that you know, Aaron obviously suffers the Achilles injury and it was expected from the Jets side when they brought him in that he would mentor Zach Wilson. And so the Achilles injury happens and Aaron decides it would be a good idea to go to California to rehab. And during that time, uh, the relationship between him and Zach soured. They didn't talk nearly as much. Aaron was not mentoring him. Zach would reach out and Aaron wasn't available. He would not answer. So it, it, it seems to me that Aaron Wilson uh, or, or Aaron Rodgers is who we thought he was, which is someone who's selfish and out for him. And I understand the Achilles rehab is is grueling and rigorous and, you know, it, it's all encompassing. But at the same time, you can't tell me you don't have 10 minutes in your day to talk to this kid and, and try to help him. And, and a lot of people said it's part of the reason why 
Zach Wilson was not so keen on, on taking back the starting role. If you remember, he was benched and then they wanted him to start again. And, you know, they ran a couple of different guys through that role before asking Zach to finish out the season. And Zach was hesitant on it initially. And part of that was because Aaron Rodgers was not mentoring him and he did not feel ready to, to, you know, execute the role. And so that's where I say Aaron Rodgers is, is who we thought he was. He is exactly who I know him to be. There's a reason his family's not a big fan of him. There's a reason he's had, you know, 80 million girlfriends who all say the same thing. There's a reason that, that, you know, the media has a bad relationship with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers wants it his way or no way. And that's the hard part. I, I, I wish this guy would embrace the fact that he's older, that it's his job to mentor Zach Wilson. And that's part of what he agreed to when he came to the Jets. But of course, he's not doing that. So that's why I say Aaron Rodgers is who we thought he was. Yeah, uh, breaking NFL news for you at this hour, as always, presented by PrizePix, prizepix.com, the uh, daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Adam Schefter, ESPN, now reporting just moments ago, the uh, Washington Commanders are hiring Dan Quinn, the uh, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dan Quinn is now the head coach of the uh, Washington Commanders, and I, I think this is this is a shocking move for a franchise that uh, really, you know, when when you look at where they were, they had Ben Johnson all lined out and ready to rock and roll. And Ben Johnson pulled his name out saying that the only job he really desired to have outside of Detroit was the Los Angeles Charger job, which we now know went to Jim Harbaugh. And Dan Quinn, according to sources, immediately became their head uh, coach candidate. I mean, de facto league candidate, if you will. And now the Washington Commanders have taken Dan Quinn uh, as their head coach. Jake, are you surprised by this move? Uh, I'm not necessarily surprised per se. I think Dan Quinn was one of the last best candidates. I mean, if, you know, if you can't get Ben Johnson, you know, you're not interested in Vrabel, uh, you you know, you weren't interested in Mike McDonald. Like there was a lot of guys out there, but, but ultimately those guys took other roles or didn't take one at all. And, and, and I think Dan Quinn wound up being the best of the rest. And, and I don't love, Honestly, I don't really love Dan Quinn for the commanders. I feel like they needed an offensive guy. I feel like, you know, you look at their situation, they're going to spend a lot of money and now you brought in a defensive guy. So does that, that obviously means you're going to be a defensive first team, which, you know, I, you know, we've seen that work in some cases and not in others. So we'll see. I I think Dan Quinn has shown to be a, a great coordinator, but I'm not confident that coordinators always pan out as great head coaches, especially defensive ones. And so to me, if you're the commanders, this is a bit of a risk, but it is what it is. I am really surprised that you look at the coaches that were hired. Commanders, Dan Quinn, defensive. Seahawks, Mike McDonald, defensive. Falcons, Raheem Morris, defensive. Like, you're having defensive guys hired. The Raiders, Antonio Pierce, defensive guy. Gerard Mayo, Patriots, defensive guy. I, I mean, I, I am a little surprised. Now, Canellis, Harbaugh, Callahan, those are offensive guys, but six of the nine new head coaches in the NFL are defensive guys. And I sit here and I I, I ask myself again, over and over again, and if I look at the, the names here, 
the Patriots, Gerard Mayo was a guy that was going to get that job no matter what, as soon as Bill was done. I get that. Antonio Pierce, okay, he was in the system. The players advocated for him. I kind of get that one. But if we look at the Seattle Seahawks and Mike McDonald, I don't understand that. The Washington Commanders with a young head head uh, or a young quarterback hiring a defensive head coach, I don't understand that. Raheem Morris in, in Atlanta, I don't understand that. And, and listen, I understand that, you know, Raheem Morris is a guy that everybody wanted to get a second shot. I, I'm down with that. But you've got to figure out what to do at quarterback here. And if you do, if you do eventually wind up trading for Justin Fields with the Bears, who's always talked about in Atlanta, is Raheem Morris the right guy for Justin Fields to develop and make or break? Because that, let's be honest, that's what it would be. Mm -hmm. If you traded for Justin Fields, it'd be make or break for Justin Fields in Atlanta. This doesn't feel like the right hire to me. And Dan Quinn in Washington doesn't feel like the right hire to me. Yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 these defensive guys who are not quarterback gurus who are trying to win games on defense. And all I'm I'm sitting here saying is that is that you look in your own division and you've got prolific quarterback play. I mean, I mean, say what you want about Jalen Hurts and Dak. I mean, yeah, you you have two guys there that that can shred even the best defenses. So that's why I say, like, you know, you you. you you need a great offensive staff there to counteract the fact that your head coach is a defensive guy. I I, I just uh, I don't love this at all. I uh, I really don't. I you know I I look at Bobby Slowick and I what what is it about Bobby Slowick that that somebody didn't like? What is it? it I mean, if 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 Ben Johnson truly didn't want the job in Washington, okay, I'm down with that. I understand it. You really and to to Ben Johnson's credit. He wanted to coach a team with a with a great quarterback. Justin Herbert is that great quarterback. I get it. Mm -hmm. That situation in Washington should be everything that you want as a head coach. You've got money. You've got draft picks. You've got some young talent. And you've got an aggressive owner that wants to win. And he is building you a new stadium. And you hired Dan Quinn? I, I, I'm stunned by that. And Dan is a Super Bowl head coach. Now, granted, it was a disaster in Atlanta. But are you telling me Dan Quinn was the right decision for that organization? Man, that that's one you're going to question for a minute. I mean, it's certainly not the best you could have done. That's for sure. And and I think that's what's hard is that is that as a new ownership group, you know, with some candidates, you'll be attractive, right? New owner, you're going to spend money. You're going to do what it takes to be good again, right? You know, you don't buy a team to have your teams suck under your new ownership, right? I mean, that's you'd be hard-pressed to do that. But but I think the problem is is that guys like Ben Johnson want a very specific situation. So, like, Ben Johnson doesn't want to go from, you know, Jared Goff to, to a mediocre quarterback. If right. Ben's going to leave, he's probably going to want to go somewhere where he's got someone that he can really work with. And so, you know, I, I, I think that's not Washington. And so Washington gets put in this position where – it's like, yeah, you know, new ownership or spending money, but we also have some baggage and some particulars that make us maybe not as attractive to top-tier offensive-minded head head coaches who are coordinators right now. And so you get wound up in, in this position yeah. where guys like Dan Quinn want to be a head coach again, but you you make that trade of having a defensive guy. So again, you you're you're by hiring Dan Quinn, you're going down the path of yeah, sure. Did he do what he did in Atlanta? Sure, sure he did. And 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 I'm not saying that that's impossible in Washington, but what you're basically asking him to do 
is you're essentially saying, hey, you got to go out and stop two of the best offenses in the league in, in, in Philly and Dallas. And yeah, sure, Philly sputtered down the stretch here. Totally get it. But generally speaking, they're pretty good. You got to stop those two in order to go out and win your division. So great defense, but can you score 21 points every single week? Can you can you be productive enough on offense to be in the game? Because I got news for you. You might hold Dak and, and Jalen to, to 24, but you're not going to hold those two to 14 points. You're, you're not going to, you know, just dominate them. They're too good for that, man. So that's why I say in Washington, it's not like, sure, yeah, you hired this guy and he's, he's qualified. He has experience as a head coach, but that doesn't mean that in your particular situation, he was the best candidate for your position. That's the problem I have with this. It's not that Dan Quinn sucks. It's that Washington needed an offensive guy in a division loaded with offensive teams. Yeah. And so now you're going to try and go against the grain, and I just don't think that works. And then you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you have all kinds of opportunities to hire, I don't know, Mike Vrabel would be your defensive coordinator. I mean, there are quality candidates out there to be the next defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. I think that is a position that I would be watching. And, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about today – are all these college coaches leaving uh, the college game to uh, take coordinator jobs in the NFL? And and I, I think that is a route that you're going to start seeing NFL ownership, GMs, head coaches taking because I, I – and I know it sounds like a big word and maybe, hey, Monty, you're being a little dramatic, bud. I think college football is facing an existential crisis – of professional coaches who don't want to coach college football. And I think you are, it is truly a crisis of existence in college football, whether it's this NIL BS, whether it is the portal, but now you're losing generationally excellent coaches. And a lot of them, like Nick Saban retires, but you're getting, you're getting these, these head coaches uh, you know, Jeff Halfley at, at, at BC leaves BC to go to the Packers to be a coordinator, not a head coach. Like that tells you, and he specifically said, hey, I don't want to deal with recruiting. I don't want to deal with NIL. I don't want to deal with fundraising. I don't want to deal with everything that I have to deal with because I no longer get to be a football coach. I have to be a fundraiser and a babysitter in an NIL conglomerate. And I, I think this is absolutely... A, a, and I don't think existential crisis is too big of a word. I think this is a very important moment in time for college football. And a question about it. And, and, and I think the baggage with college football is why Nick Saban retired. I, I mean, you, you you look at the 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 guys who are who are moving along in the sport and it's like, dude, like if college football was still in a traditional setup, Nick Saban's probably still coaching, man. And and because it's not you're starting to burn these head coaches out. I mean, it used to be that we just talked about, hey, like, like, hell, like you look at Todd Graham back in the day at ASU, right? What was the story with Todd Graham? Hey, this guy, you know, maybe a mediocre football coach, but a hell of a fundraiser, right? That's yeah. how we got the stadium reno done. So some guys are are cool with the fundraising piece, but a lot of guys in the modern era are not. They don't want to that they want to worry about coaching football, not the fact that their athletic department lost 240 million and now they got to go fundraise. Like that's that's the thing. So oh. the NFL with all these openings are like, "Hey, we're the Dallas Cowboys. Our defensive coordinator's open. You want to come down to Jerry World?" 
Like, yeah, obviously I want to go and talk to Jerry Jones. That's the hard part for college football. I think it is. I think it is very interesting to me that when we look at, when we look at, again, I point to Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick, but I mean, there, there are a number of guys. Um, I wonder about Eric B Eric Bieniemy did not get a job again, and he interviewed for about half the jobs that he probably could have or maybe should have interviewed for. Mm-hmm. And it it makes you wonder: it, is being a professional football coach any longer uh, something to be proud of? Because it really just doesn't feel like it. And I, I know that again. This this may seem that that you. I mean, I look at Dan Quinn. That's one of the worst Super Bowl losses in the history of the NFL. Yeah. And I I look at some of these teams again. I I look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I look at the Chicago Bears. How did you not make head coaching changes there? With a guy like Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick available on the market, how did you not make a a head coaching change? And I, I listen, I understand that Bobby Slowick got a massive raise to stay in Houston. I totally get that. If you are the Philadelphia Eagles and you ring Bobby Sloak's phone and say, hey, bro, we want you to be our next head coach. I don't think there's enough money in the world to keep him in Houston as a as a, as an OC instead of a head coach. Mm-hmm. If you're the Chicago Bears, sure, you're a less desirable job. There's no doubt about that. But but are you really telling me that Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick is if you tell them, hey, we want you to be our head coach and we're going to give you control of the offense? Are you kidding me? Uh, come on. Aaron Glenn, okay, I get it. Uh, Mike Vrabel, I'm a little surprised Mike didn't get more of a look in Seattle. I I look at Carolina. Was Carolina really that attractive of a job? No. No, probably was not. No. But you look at some of these guys that got hired, and I'm sitting there asking myself, Pete Carroll, why are you so hot and heavy to get back into this profession? Because it, it is one that I just don't know anymore. I would not ever want to be a college football coach. I don't think you could pay me enough to do what Nick Saban did at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I think the single reason he got out is because of this BS with NIL and the transfer portal. C- certainly. And in the NFL, hey, man, if I'm Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, um, you know, if if I'm Mike Kafka, Mike Kafka is another guy that comes to mind. Is Mike Kafka a guy that you're like, man, I got to have him? Probably not. Probably not, but that's a that's a desirable name. I, I think the thing with the NFL is it's loaded with talent in the coaching ranks, and so so you, sure you, it, it, it's such a situational, you know, opportunistic thing to get a head coaching gig. Like Dan wasn't even in consideration while Ben Johnson was available, right? Like, did they interview him? Sure, that doesn't mean he was on the short list. You know what I mean? I would agree with that. So then Ben Johnson says no, and other candidates say no, and now all of a sudden Dan's a top dog. So. That's what I'm saying. It, it, you have to get lucky in that sense to get to get head coaching jobs in the league. There is a reason Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach in the league. I don't know what that reason is, but there's there's you you look at it and you say, hey man, like this guy has been interviewing for years. But then, and how years does Josh McDaniel get a second shot? You know, like how because that was that was two epic failures in Denver and in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Epic fit. Should Josh McDaniel ever get another head coaching job? I probably wouldn't hire him. Yeah. Now, you want to talk to me about being an offensive coordinator? Hell yes, I'm going to hire Josh McDaniel. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But 
I don't know, man. I look at I look at some of these situations and I am utterly perplexed at the decisions that were made to to hire head coaches. What what are the what are the chances um you know that Gerard Mayo is even successful in New England? Because I don't see it. I don't see the guy as a head coach. Uh, can can Mike McDonald be successful in Seattle? Sure, wonderful defensive mind. But Matt Eberflus was a fantastic, arguably the best defensive coordinator in the National Football League, and he sucks as a head coach. Yeah. So there better be something in it because guys like Harbaugh, Callahan, Canellis, those are offensive guys. And my guess is Jim Harbaugh is going to be wildly successful in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I think he will go in three years. They'll be competing for a Super Bowl. I I truly do. Dave Canellis is not going to succeed in Carolina because the owner's a dickhead. Yeah, I mean that's as simple as that is. Yeah. And then I look at I I look at Brian Callahan in Tennessee. I, I I think that is a very good hire. The other the other six, I am shocked. I am shocked this morning that Bobby Slowick's not going to Washington, that Dan Quinn is getting the job in Washington, coming out of Riverboat Ron Rivera. And Mike Vrabel, you're hiring Dan Quinn instead of Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I I look at that. I look at you went from Bill Belichick to Gerard Mayo. Like, I get it. He's been in that system, obviously a Belichick guy, but I'm not so sure that's the best you could have done. Yeah, I uh, I don't I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and I don't even yeah I don't know. First comment today, Mister Downtown, who's been a member of the show for a month. Let's go. You're supposed to thank you. Hey, there you go. Hey, thanks for coming. I'm it's sorry to wake takes, you up this it, morning. It just takes a minute, bro. It, you know it. Good job. Uh, you know. Oh, Good job. Shit. Damn, I am tripping. Jets fan for 30 years. It's worse than. Uh, did you really just say it's worse than the Adam Gase years? You hold didn't on, say hold that. Hold on. I know. Hold on. Is Adam, Adam Gates crazy-eyed, alien-looking dude Gates? Is he working? I don't know. I don't think he has a job. Josh Bala, why do you think uh, Tanner? I don't think about Tanner ever unless, you know. Uh, what did I miss back here? Josh Bala, uh, they needed to take Glenn from the Lions. You guys are having a whole conversation here. It's interesting that a lot of defensive coaches are getting head coaching jobs when the league is trending in an offensive direction. It's a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Jacob Guy, I'm a Falcons fan, and I don't understand the coaching hire either. I would have thrown every dollar I had. Every dollar I had. And if you didn't like Belichick, okay, I told they, point taken, Arthur Blank. You've hired the best coaches in every hire you've hit. Oh, wait, that's um, right. You've been terrible at hiring coaches. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. You've been terrible at drafting quarterbacks. Hire an offensive guy. Let him choose your quarterback and then build with him. That's the blueprint. Jacob, what, Marcus I, I, Mariota's not getting it done. You know, you know, giggity. Good morning, sir. Defensive head coaches are okay as long as they bring in great offensive coordinators and let them run the offense. But now here's my here's my question: Who are the best offensive coordinators available to you? Does Josh McDaniel get a job? How does Josh McDaniel not have an OC job? That's one of the best offensive coordinators in football. Yeah, probably won't have a job. I, I don't know. Kim Coulter, I like Quinn moving from the Cowboys. His defense against Buffalo, Miami, and Green Bay was pathetic. I don't – I think their defense was they, – they had a, they had personnel problems, first of all. I think when you look at, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, how long are you going to hang on to that dude? 
He, he, every year it's an injury with that fantastic player, but he's injury prone. I think you need, they have cap problems. Their defense was the least of their problems. Yeah. The Trevon Diggs injury was rough. That, that was, and yet, yet Dan Quinn sucks so bad, right? My point is you turn bland into a guy that broke a pick six record. Like their defense is the least of their worries. I, I think that you have to make, you have to make personnel changes on offense and you have to add to the skill position there. Their yeah. defense, yeah. Uh, defense is easier to rebuild to get into the playoffs than offense. Offense takes a while, years to develop. I I think quarterbacks, and this is why the Chargers job was so damn sexy, right? And all you called me idiots for being a Justin Herbert guy. Listen, you know, my guy, the sex machine in Los Angeles, knows how to throw a football. And it's it like D McDermott in um, Sean McDermott in Buffalo defensive guy who has no idea what to do with the Ferrari. He's got a quarterback, um, right? I, these moves, in my opinion, are very cut and dry. Like we can go down the list of teams and I can tell you fire or keep or bench start fire, you know, bullet. Like I can tell you, <laughs> and I feel like I would be right on about 90% of them. Like if you look at, if you look at the NFL coaching carousel this mm -hmm. time around, I think most of them were wrong. And if you look at the, the the teams like Baltimore, not firing your coach. Buffalo, you made a mistake. You should have fired him. Kansas City, hell no. Cleveland, no. Miami, no. Houston, no. Just put in a new coach, fantastic. Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin should have been fired. And you've essentially said this is his last year. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, no. Jacksonville, no. Indianapolis, no. The Raiders, yeah, you should have hired somebody different than Antonio Pierce. I think that was one of those situations where you couldn't tell your players no. And in my opinion, Antonio Pierce is a great defensive guy that's not ready to be a head coach. And if that's my opinion, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, Denver, you've got Peyton. The Jets should have fired Robert Sala. Point blank, no doubt about it. The Titans made a huge mistake. Mike Frabel should not have been fired. Chargers home run. Patriots, huge mistake. Like, I go up and down. It's obvious. Carolina, no. Arizona, no. Commanders, huge mistake. Giants, huge mistake not making a coaching change. Atlanta, huge mistake. The Bears, huge mistake. Vikings, no. Saints, you should have fired the head coach. Should fire the head coach. You, you, you're going in the wrong direction. You don't have a quarterback. and You don't have any direction offensively. Your best quarterback's probably Taters. Well, look, they have a lot of direction offensively at the goal line, right? I mean, we well, know that. We know that. Um, look, no, I'm not playing. Uh, <laughs> Seattle made a good decision. Don't know about the hire, but we'll see. Green Bay, no. Tampa, no. Rams, Eagles, huge mistake by the Eagles. Lions, no. Cowboys, no. And Niners, no. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yet, I'm a talk show host. I'm not an NFL owner. And I get it. My IQ is lower than the McCaskies. We, we understand it, right? Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Mike McDonald to Seattle was a great hire, in my opinion. I, I don't think it was a bad hire. But again, you have nothing to inspire me offensively. Right? So if we look at Mike McDonald, that's a franchise that won a Super Bowl, went to a Super Bowl on defense, Legion of Boom. Okay, you're clearly a, a team that values defense more than offense. Sure. Not for nothing. What's the future of your team offensively? Who's your quarterback? Who's your running back? DK Metcalf. Um, Are you keeping DK Metcalf? I don't know. 
I think all those questions are up in the air. And by the way, when you won a Super Bowl, all those questions were answered. So any Quinn is uh, too touch and go as a head coach, but rip to the Cowboys. That defense was held up by Quinn, not a player or someone else, but Quinn himself. And I think you got to go get Vrabel now. That or or Jared, you call Bill Belichick. Why wouldn't you have him be your defensive coordinator or your defensive consultant or whatever you um, want to call it? Why wouldn't you? I would. Uh, Robert Rode. Gaze got the Miami head coaching job after Peyton Manning's record year when Peyton was calling the plays. I have no idea why the Jets hired him after his time in Miami because they're the Jets. It's what and, they do. And you didn't fire Robert Sala after the arguably the worst season that you've you've had recently. Like Aaron Rodgers was an abject failure. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Zach Wilson, failure. You haven't drafted well. You haven't developed well. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I've been immunized. Right? Take your ivermectin and hit the road. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Matt Ritson, what happened with David Shaw interview? Uh, how come did job NFL? Okay, first of all. It's too early to be drunk. Yeah, I, I mean. It's an antibody cocktail. It's yeah, like, it, I mean, it, you know. It, like, it feels aggressive. Yeah. It feels aggressive. Um. I just think that David Shaw is somebody that is going to have to take a coordinator job to get a head coaching job. Yep. You know. Uh, here we go. Tanner Plummer, with all due respect, the coaching carousel isn't as cut and dry as you think it is. Okay, tell me which one I was wrong about. I think you look at the the like look at the team, look at your Philadelphia Eagles. What do you mean it's not as cut and dry as we're talking about? It it like it is. It like the Philadelphia Eagles made a mistake. You you should have fired him, man. You didn't get the job done, and you, you look like a burning caboose through the last 10 weeks of the season. Like, what do you mean? And I'm, I'm just asking. For a friend. Asking for a friend. When you look at his, co the, the entire, you threw the baby out with Nick Sirianni's piss water. Not his bath water. Like you, you or his so hot dog water. You basically fired his staff, and you're like, "Oh yeah, but we're gonna keep you." What sense does that make? What sense does that make? And now, now you are going to hire coordinators allegedly, and they're just gonna have to, they're just gonna have to keep your, they're gonna have to keep your staff because I'm Nick Sirianni. Uh, that this was a mistake that there, there is, I just don't know how you say it's anything but that. Like, how do you say, yeah, it was a good decision to keep him. Like you, you, your team degraded. Like it, it wasn't like, Oh, we lost the big game again. No, you, you looked uninterested. <laughs> you looked lost. And my question, and, and I'm asking a legitimate question. When you hired Kellen Moore to be the offensive coordinator, did you say, okay, well, hey, who do you want to be your quarterback's coach? Who do you want to be your analyst? Because an offensive coordinator, one of the most posi important positions to them is their quality control in their analysts. Because those guys crunch numbers. Mm -hmm. They it, Like I, I can tell you in my experience, like Mike Martz uh, had a guy named John Hadley who was unbelievable at status uh, statistics. Uh, but John was paid on the side it, because they didn't like their staff, right? Like I, 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 the head coaches that I know well in the NFL, 
past and present. They all have analysts. They all have quality control guys, and they all have film guys. And those guys sit right here next to them. Mm-hmm. And OCs the exact same way. And all those guys report to the OC and report to the head coach. And I'm asking you, if I'm Kellen Moore, and I and I know, I as Tanner says, I don't know shit about offensive coordinators and coaching carousel. Right. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you hired a cast off from, from Dallas and now Los Angeles, the Chargers and Kellen Moore for a head coach that is a lame duck head coach by pretty much anybody's estimation. Did you tell Kellen Moore he's got to go with your coaching staff? Um, I'm going to guess you did. I'm going to guess you did. That's, that's all I can. Just a guess. Cause what else, uh, what else would you, how else would you even go about that conversation? Cause you didn't fire, you didn't fire your entire staff, right? You didn't No. And, and I look at some of the hires on defense. I like Clint hurt. I thought that was a really good pickup for, for Philadelphia on the defensive line. But I, I am very interested to see. I'm just very interested to see how Nick Sirianni rounds out his staff. And you can't tell me that that was no doubt about it, the right thing to do. You should have fired Nick Sirianni. That's one of the great collapses and a free pass in Philadelphia. See, like in Philly, you have a good situation that's just being mismanaged, right? Like if, if you said, hey, Ben Johnson, we got Jalen Hurts and a bunch of dudes. We got A.J. Brown out here doing interviews saying he has no idea why people think he wants to be traded. He wants to be an Eagle. Like, dudes are bought in, just not to Nick Sirianni. So if you'd have fired him and the staff, you could have brought Ben Johnson in. You can't tell me Ben Johnson wouldn't have been interested in your job. Come on mm. now. Come on. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. We'll see. I mean, it'll it'll only time will tell if the Eagles made the right move or the wrong move. You know, like it, that's it. Uh, Sean Mirzinski, David Shaw, I can absolutely see being an OC on LA. Well, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be your OC. I mean, and he'll have an OC hired, but we'll, we'll see where they go. I, I think Jim is, I think Jim Harbaugh is a very interesting, interesting guy. It's a wee fence. I think Jim Harbaugh is your head coach. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he rounds out that staff. I, I, I'm interested in it. Um, and I'll, I would guess that you're going to see some interesting hires on the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. We'll see. He'll be ready. Mapes. I'd argue the jets mostly draft well and don't have the staff to put these players in the best position to win. You had no business taking Zach Wilson. Number two. You, and, and again, I, I'm, he is not progressed. He has regressed completely. Right. But I think there were a lot of people at the time of that pick. Anytime a quarterback, and Jaden Daniels is this guy, anytime a quarterback has a meteoric rise, you got to be really careful. Because when you're when you're Zach Wilson, and I am not somebody that hated on Zach Wilson at BYU. I thought he was a great quarterback. I just never thought that he was going to be elite in the NFL. Right. And why can I not think of the, the guy after? Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall's not an NFL quarterback. And you look at Jaden Daniels, he's not tough enough. Yeah, I mean, I think Jaron Hall is 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 a totally serviceable backup. He's not a starter, though. You know, I think Jaron is 
he he showed some bright spots, obviously had some struggles, but but true professional, you know, good for your team, glue guy for sure. So I I wouldn't mind having Jaron on my roster. I, I think the problem is Zach Wilson's one of these guys who who is awesome in college because he can out-athlete you, right? That's how Zach Wilson beat teams. He out-athleted you and out-threw your defense, right? In the NFL, that's not the case. The NFL linebackers are as fast as safeties in college. <laughs> like they just are. So you're not going to, you're not gonna outrun or outthrow defenses, which is why Zach struggles because Zach doesn't like what he sees in front of him. He's not confident in his offensive line, and he's got a guy in Aaron Rodgers who's not mentoring him. So how is it that he's set up for success? This is what we said about Justin Fields all season. Yeah. Right? So you look at these young guys and they don't have what it takes uh currently to be successful in the league, so they need mentorship. This is why Patrick Mahomes is so good, because he was mentored. But I also go with why Jim Harbaugh brought Jesse Minter from Michigan to Los Angeles. Yeah. Because if you're going to develop guys, you have to trust your coordinators. Because your coordinators largely are going to hire those position coaches. It. Why is Jim Harbaugh going to hire Colin Kaepernick in some capacity to be on his coaching staff? Mm -hmm. Because he trusts him. They have a relationship. Like, I think that w these things handle themselves in my mind. Uh, Tanner says, I disagree. It isn't as cut and dry. There are too many factors to take into account to say it is. There's not, though. All due respect. There's not. There's not. It, like The only factors that matter are, are you winning games and are you developing talent? Those are the two questions, period, point blank. Why is John Harbaugh the head coach of the, the Baltimore Ravens? There's one reason. Your quarterback's getting better. Is he good enough? No, Lamar's not. But if we go up and down and we say, hey, all these got Matt Eberflus, perfect example, should have been fired. You, you, you took the you took dad's sports car and you drove it into the ground. And then he bought you another one. That's what they're doing in Chicago. Right. Because uh, and if you give up on Justin Fields. Now, you want to talk about quarterback? Justin Fields can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He needs an offense not run by Luke Getze, who didn't create an offense to support him. You need a guy in Justin Fields to get traded or signed somewhere where they will build a system around him, period. And every time we talk about these coaches getting fired, it's overwhelmingly their quarterback is a problem, and they didn't build a system around him. Robert Salah with the Jets. Why are you going to get fired after this season? Because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to succeed because the culture sucks and he's toxic. Right. And Zach Wilson is an absolute dumpster fire. Because it's garbage. When, when you look at Philadelphia, the talent wasn't the problem. You have one of the most talented rosters in the league. The head coach is a flipping weirdo and his players didn't like him. And they weren't playing hard. They were not like you're watching an entire secondary <laughs> You're watching an entire secondary run with their backs to the quarterback. And they got beat routinely, time <laughs> and time again. And again. And you held on to that guy, even though his team quit, right? You look at, why did Ron Rivera get fired? Because the team sucks and they quit. Why did, hey, I can eat Mike Vrabel. I think it was a mistake. But why did they fire him? Because they went with their general manager. Her, her, her the owner in Tennessee, sided with the general manager over the head coach. I can get down with that. Why did the Seahawks fire Pete Carroll? Because it wasn't good enough anymore. Yeah. 
I can get down with that. I cannot get down with all the, like the, again, the Atlanta Falcons hiring Raheem Morris. You have an offensive problem. Washington, you have an offensive problem. The Chicago Bears, you have an offensive problem. The Philadelphia Eagles, you have a culture problem. I get it. The Jets, you have a toxicity problem. It's not complicated. This shit is not five layers deep. Listen, it's rocket science trigonometry, bro. Come on. Come on. Who are we even? Like, I would love to hear what the other factors are that make this so complicated. Like, Because I agree, it's really a simple proposition. You're either moving in the right direction or you're moving in the wrong direction. And 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 I love that you go up and down all the teams in the league because you if it's one of those things in life where you're like, oh, uh, opportunity A, yep, opportunity B, no, it's that simple. You just know. And again, if you're the Chicago Bears, you have the number one pick in the draft. You fired your head coach, Justin Fields is your quarterback. Who are you going to hire? I'm hiring the best offensive mind available. I'd have hired Ben Johnson in Detroit. I'm hiring the best offensive mind available. And I likely would have let that offensive mind make a decision. Because, see, I was hiring him in January. I'd have fired Ebert Fluce. I'd have fired him mid-season. Right. I'd have hired a coach. The, the first guy that I could get my hands on that I coveted, Ben Johnson in Detroit, I'd have hired him. And if that was today or a month ago, I'd have hired him. And I'd have said, I need a full, when I was interviewing him, I would have said, "What well, before we interview you, coach, I'm going to need a full breakdown and a synopsis of your beliefs and, and opinions on Justin Fields' future in the NFL. And I'd have asked every coach that. And I would have taken the guy who gave me the best answer. Here's why I like him. Here's why I don't. Here and and I would have, you know, frankly speaking, I would have asked that coach, Caleb Williams or or Justin Fields, why? And I would have wanted tape. And when they came in, I would have wanted them to have tape ready. And I would have wanted them to have an analysis ready. And if it was Justin Fields, I want a, a I want a development plan that I can see tangible results in because we're either trading him now or we're not, or we're extending him through his fifth year option. That's right. Football is not difficult. No, we make it difficult. Football is not difficult. It it is, it is that, it is that simple. It, 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 why do we make this so, so. Because I think we want to factor in like, Oh, this excuse, that excuse, like, you know, like with Dan Quinn, like everyone say, Oh, well, Dan Quinn just sucks. Well, he doesn't suck, but they weren't good enough, right? That's right. Like, it's it's not like their defense was awful. The Packer game, in my opinion, is not indicative of what that defense is capable of or did for most of the season. But the reality of the situation is the truth bomb that no one in, in Jera world wants to say is that's who the Dallas Cowboys are. You are the team that 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 can't get it done in the big game. So if you want to blame that on Dan Quinn's defense, fine, be my guest. But the problem is, is the commanders are never going to get away from the fact that you don't have a quarterback developer for a head coach. Oh my Tanner, you're just Tanner. I like you, dude. You don't know shit about the NFL. Like this comment right here. This is it. Do you guys forget Philly won 11 games? Hey, did you forget what, what was it? Five of their last six. 
I think it's five of their last six in embarrassing fashion. 42 to 19 to the Philadelphia or to the 49ers, uh 33-13 to Dallas, 20 to 17 to the Seahawks. Then you beat the the New York Giants 33-25. You got beat 35-31 by the Cardinals and then you got blown out by the Giants. Your team quit, they didn't play hard and 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 I know it's crazy. Then you got your ass beat by the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Yeah. So you lost six of seven. Did you forget we won 11 games? Did you forget you lost six of seven and got humiliated six out of the last seven weeks? <laughs> Did you forget that your quarterback quit on you? Did you forget that your defense quit on you in the middle of a playoff game? And I know that Tampa went on to win the Super Bowl and that, you know, listen, Tampa was... And it was Tom Brady and, you know... And they, they you know, I, I, like, unbelievable. Oh, wait. <laughs> they got beat. Baker Mayfield looked terrible against a lesser yeah, when defense. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. What do you, you do? Like, dude, you make me crazy. Tanner, legitimately, I, I don't know if you're just trolling or you quite literally know nothing about the NFL. To say, did you forget we won 11 games? Uh, that's one of the most remarkable things. Bro, did you forget that that's not acceptable in Philly? And did you forget that it's not 11 games you won, it's six of the seven that you lost and your players quit on you? Like, like that's... That... Like, if you're cool being an average-ass 11-win team, that's fine. But I didn't... Last time I checked, that's not what you're playing for. I He's trolling. He's He doesn't... He's trolling. UW fan Jim, Jaden Daniels said the Heisman Trophy Awards that he added 20 pounds to his frame. How skinny was the dude before? How skinny is he now? Yeah, he's still and pretty skinny. Again, we let's Jaden Daniels or his twin brother, Bryce Young. And I'm a Bryce Young believer. I was completely wrong. You Bryce Young, and now I don't know, it's probably premature to say he's a bust because that situation's horrendous in Carolina. Yeah. Horrendous. But Bryce Young, it really wasn't an injury problem. He has no offensive line and no weapons. Do I need to remind you they traded DJ Moore to the Bears? I, it, it, does Bryce Young ever make it? Is he ever... C.J. Stroud. Is he ever better than C.J. Stroud? It's tough to say. I don't know. Josh Bala. Uh, as a Lions fan, I'm thankful several teams made poor decisions. <laughs> I'm really concerned about their ability to rebound from that kind of loss. You don't see that. The, the Chargers weren't able to do it. The Falcons certainly weren't able to do it. You look at, like the Eagles who we're talking about here, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you're never coming back under Nick Sirianni. You were never coming back under Dan Quinn. Like, you, you don't collapse like that. Right? You, do, you just don't. Yeah. The Saints on that weird completion run down the field, you don't. You don't come back. The LA Rams with Jared Goff, right? You don't come back. You get rid of Jared Goff and you get Matt Stafford and win a Super Bowl. Yep. It's really tough to bounce back. And they're going to have, they're going to have to make changes on that defense. Because they, and this was one of the things with Aaron Glenn that I, I was constantly surprised about. Aaron Glenn didn't, and maybe it's talent back there. I don't know. You can't cover. 
You cannot cover. You had a football hit you in the face mask, bro. You can't cover. And Dan Campbell made horrendous decisions. I think I think this is Dan Campbell has to take this team back to the conference finals to keep his job. Agreed. Because if they don't win, if they don't go to the playoffs, oh boy. Oh boy. And again, not to keep going back to Philadelphia. What did we see? Ah, uh, they'll be fine. They'll win the division. Ah, uh, they'll be fine. They'll oh, they'll be fine. Oh, they're out. There's no they'll be fine. Um, you have to make to stay on top, you have to make decisive much like Bill Belichick did yeah. in New England, you have to make decisive decisions. And you have to have people making Jared Goff kind of money, making good, pragmatic financial decisions. Well, look what they did with Kadarius Tony in in, uh, in Kansas City. Yeah. He's not playing in that playoff game, right? And why is that? Well, you cost us wins this year. So, hey, you're not playing in this game. Maybe you'll play next week. Like, that's the type of decision-making veracity that you have to have to stay productive and to keep a winning team together. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to win. Yep, totally agree. Tom Dean, how a team finishes a season is largely based on injuries and coaching. And you look at the continued development, like, again, Philadelphia, they kept adding dudes. It's not like they were like, yeah, because Philadelphia had injuries. But you keep adding guys and you just keep you keep falling off. Yeah. And it's not, you don't get blown out. They didn't lose games. It wasn't like, you know, Jalen Hurts threw a pick six with 10 seconds left. Yeah. They got their ass beat. They got beaten badly. And again, a lot of it is they could not defend on a defense that I think was really, really good. If you look at Guys like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. Look, you have Jalen Carter. I'll be interested to see what happens with him. Uh-huh. But you have you have a lot of t- that secondary. Is, Darius Slay is still very good. I think Reed Blankenship's very good. Like you look at that defense, and I am I am very interested to see what they do because I don't think there's any doubt that that. Your head Nick Sirianni is the problem there, yeah. and I think the owner as much has said he he's he's not paying multiple head coaches not to coach his team, so it is what it is. Oak State James, if I were the Bears, I'd get rid of the coach and hire Eric Bieniemy. Hi, this is James. Welcome he back. He helped Mahomes develop into a megastar. Who believes that Eric Bieniemy helped? Patrick Mahomes develop into a megastar. Um, I do not. I think Eric Bieniemy is not going to be a head coach in the NFL anytime soon. And I think that because he went to Washington and it got worse, not better. Right. And there's no more while it's Dan Snyder's fault. Because they clearly, with the, the Chase Young trades, with the, like you... They they made changes. It got worse, not better. Yeah. So, and I'm going to say that Andy Reid's the one that turned you that know. turned Mahomes into a megastar. Yeah. So, I I don't. And the other thing is, he, where is his work history? Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a long history of making great quarterbacks. 
And I'm in the camp that says Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a history of making great quarterbacks. I need to see him succeed as a play caller and a developer before I hire him as a head coach. He's got to show the ability to make his own, to mold his team into what it needs to be. Because in Kansas City, he, yeah, sure. Did he have input on making a game plan? Yeah, he did. He did. And he's a good offensive mind. But the reality of the situation is current day outlook says he had nothing to do with Patty. That 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 was Andy Reid and that was Alex Smith. And honestly, that was Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech, right? Who who set Patrick Mahomes on a proper course. Good Lord today, you guys, here on the Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Uh, breaking news from Chris Lowe at ESPN. Lane Kiffin is hiring Billy Glasscock as his general manager at Old Miss. Glasscock Suck. is the guy. <laughs> Dude, grow up. Glasscock is the guy. He he is the guy that is has helped Steve Sarkeesian build uh, his staff and his talent. Uh-huh. He is largely responsible for everything that is player personnel at Texas. And he is, I, I mean, I am, this is a stunning, dude, if the SIP don't win now, the SIP ain't never going to win. <laughs> like Billy Glasscock is a heavy hitter. Um, he is both thick and long as far as, as talent and skills. What? Can you measure it? What? Grow up. He's both thick and long. Dude, and experience are you me? and ability. Dude. We grow up. Dude, grow up. You're setting me up for failure. Not okay? everything is a dick joke. Well, apparently on this show, Grum, it is. That's right. That is actually a rule in the uh, Monty Show Employee Handbook. Everything's a dick joke. The cack. Uh, that's a huge. <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge hire by Lane Kiffin. Yeah. All dick jokes aside, Billy Glasscock is a stud. Yeah. That's a guy that. Lane Kiffin's kicking ass. Well, and I think, you know, for Lane Kiffin, you know, there's opportunity now. Now, again, Lane Kiffin's one of those guys that was, you know, greatly impacted by Nick Saban retiring. I, I mean, Nick Saban retiring opens a window where where Lane Kiffin can can step in with Old Miss and try to run the SEC. And, and I'm not saying he's going to be able to do that, but certainly... Uh, I think we all agree that Kalen DeBoer at Alabama is not going to be what Nick Saban was, and they'll be very good, but they're, but uh, there's opportunity there. So when you look at incoming Texas to the SEC, Lane Kiffin is already stealing dudes. Like that's that's a pretty that's a pretty big flex in my opinion that that he got him. I think that's a tremendous hire. I think that is a tremendous hire, and in my and again, just my opinion, I think. This is why the SEC is so difficult. And I know that people hate on the SEC. And I know that people, you know, talk about that it's overrated or whatever it is. I am telling you that this is a massive hire. And Old Miss is going to be better. Again, look at Kalen DeBoer is a hell of a recovery from Nick Saban. And you've still like I the SEC just does not lose. Yeah. The SEC just does not lose. And it is a, to me, it makes a heck of a lot of sense that you are, that that he's hiring him. That, mm. That's a huge win for them. Yeah. That is a huge win for them. So why do people, 
why do people hate on the SEC? Is it truly because, is it truly because they are good? Yeah. That I think the, that I think is an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I think the SEC just has a reputation. I, I mean, they they you're talking about a conference that has dominated the four-team college football playoff for its entire existence. I mean, you're working on, uh, what did we start the four-teamer in 2015, I think it was? So you're talking about a conference that's dominated that thing for, what, eight years now? Like, I, I yeah, yeah. The, the SEC has a reputation. And I think that's why people hate on it. Mike Smith, he is a girthy guy. <laughs> you hyenas just couldn't resist. Oh, gee, Gary, glass cock is thick and long. His cock. Gumby fresh out. Ample blood flow is key. I need a dick. John Ham, thick and long is something my wife has never said to me. Holding the dick. Sion Angelo, my idea of glass cock is completely shattered. <laughs> His cock. Tom Dean, stay hard as glass. <laughs> oh boy, duck season here. Oh. John Ham makes sense because she's been telling me mine is more girthy than yours. Why, dude? Why um, duck season? Why? Um, John Ham, Duck. So you are the one, exactly, exactly. Tanner Plummer. I think people hate on the SEC because people think they're arrogant. But to be fair, they've earned the right to be arrogant. Who are they? BYU. Don't you know who I am, Gumby? They don't play nobody in November. You know. Even I chuckled when Jake said his name. <laughs> Jake never said his name. He just Hiscock. there. You go. That's how he man Lane Kiffin really got it going with Glasscock. Hiscock. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> We're not better than that. Big blue horses. Uh, the commanders fan group and podcasters are going nuts. Rivera 2.0 today is going to be fun. Quinn will be fine for three to five year rebuild. GM is glue anyway. We'll see. You've got all that money and all those draft picks in mm. a brand new stadium coming. So we'll see. Uh, Brandon Butler, people hate the SEC because they hate winners because they are not. See the Yankees and Lakers, consistent success breeds resentment. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Carruthers, how are you? Good morning, KC for Prez. This chat is so outrageous. It is every day. What are you, new? Jaron Eccles. Do. Yeah, some say she prefers a more tempered glass. <laughs> <laughs> Won't break. Bulletproof. Oh, bro. Wasn't there like it wasn't you guys remember the dude, the um male enhancement product extends? <coughs> wasn't extends. wasn't what that was a male enhancement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make your glass cock grow longer. Yeah. Uh wasn't there a bulletproof reference in that? I think we'll make you bulletproof. His cock. Coincidence? I think not. OG Gary. They hate the SEC because they know even a middle-tier team will come and clap their team. No. No. How is no. it gay, Gary? Guy, I got a question for you, dude. 
<laughs> how do you know anything about the SEC as an Arizona fan? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not sure how that works. Listen, and, 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 you know, I, I, as a, as a fan of Texas state, I wouldn't expect you to know anything about <laughs> the SEC, but you know, again, listen, as somebody that is, that is a fan of quick, uh, St. Mary's Gal Gales. Yes, I, you I did. Mean, yes, you did. It's amazing that you're that educated. I mean, you know, nice. Oh, Tanner, I didn't know that Gary's an LSU fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I I had no oh, idea. Tanner, you're not serious with that, are you, bro? <laughs> Dude. God. Like, hold on here. Let's see. And you guys uh, wonder why I'm taking tomorrow oh, okay, off. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, God. Tanner, did you not get much sleep last night? Like, what is the... I, I saw the 4 a.m., you know, outside with your dog watching deer content this morning yeah, in our Tanner, members only Tanner chat. Tanner in the uh, Monty Show members only chat on Instagram was mesmerized by a deer. Deers. Deers. Uh, which is cool, which is cool. Yeah. But first of all, it was a, don't you understand that they won 11 games? That's bullshit. And now it's, hey, did you guys know Gary's an LSU fan? Guys, 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 guys. Wow. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Wow. Well, I know Gary's, you know, not, but he hasn't been here very long, like a week on the show. I would have no idea about his, you know, central Michigan fandom. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You know, like, how would I know about his, you know, from what I understand, he's a fan of the Ohio University Bobcats. Donnie, please. I can't name any more random colleges. I'm fresh out. I'm out. Uh, Josh Baller, it's uh, similar to UM saying people hate them because they were good this year. That being said, SEC is doing great, uh, doing great in all aspects with playing, paying, being legal now. So they're buying their wins. <laughs> hey, just don't to try me then. Who are you, Tennessee? Uh, Gumby. <laughs> oh, that's right, Gumby. My mind. Gary's a Montana fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here, Got I it. thought it was Wyoming, but thank you for clearing that up. Uh, I don't hate the SEC. I'm looking forward to Arkansas versus Oak State football. Uh, that is a regional robbery, and they should play every year. Yay! I know when I think of the great robberies in college football, I think about Oakie State and Arkansas. Dude, Oak State. You're going to piss him off. But Glasscock is not made of oaks. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I think about the great rivalries in football and, you know, I know Bedlam sucks and nobody, it, you know, wants it. Jackass. <laughs> OG Gary, excuse me. It's Arkansas state, not Texas state. Don't disrespect me. Like that. <laughs> See, he gets it. Here I am. He gets it. Uh, Wasikowskinator. I thought Gary was a Michigan fan. No. Hiscock. No, Michigan State. He has a Mel Tucker. Yeah, FaceTime phone. Yeah, he has a Mel Tucker how-to manual under his pillow. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike Smith, some people don't like the SEC because they are not all in on Confederate State football family. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide, baby. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. So good. Tanner says, no, I wasn't serious. Yes, you were. 
you were too. Uh, <laughs> UW fan, Jim, we hate the SEC because they act like a middle tier team is better than anyone else. Well, well, because they, because they are, yeah, you, that's, you know, keep it real. Gumby fresh out a deer with ears. That's right. Me. That's right. So remember the Snapchat filter, the deers. Yeah. Jake and I, when we were not making money at real estate, um, we actually did make really good money at real estate. Uh, we used to use that. We would go to Fry's Marketplace in Phoenix. And really it was Scottsdale because we had a client at Greyhawk. And we would use that filter. The deers are having chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while it pop, pops up in my Facebook memories, which Facebook sucks. Uh, Carruthers, you see, Gary, this is why everyone hates the SEC because you all act like the worst of the SEC is better than the best of any other conference. I'm for real. Big 10 had the best bowl record in the natty. Oh, the best bowl record. Oh. I always love that one. Well, listen, you know, did you guys see that Indiana beat Wachahatchee State Hair Salon? in the shit's going good. Nobody gives a goddamn about the bowl. Guys, 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 guys. Hey, Monty, if you could stop using the Lord's name in vain and maybe you don't curse so much. Anyway, um, I think the SEC is hated because they're better than you are. But no one's going to disrespect me. And outside of... I can't say it. Tennessee people are hurting, so we shouldn't joke. New Mexico State won by 21 at Auburn. Wow. Wow. Guys. One game. That's... Wow. Mm. Mm. That's, that's amazing. Was Connor Stallions at that game, or did he have a plant? Never mind. Long story. Did he have a plant? <laughs> Kyle Hansmeyer. Bro, dude, what am I? Scock. Like, Hansmeyer? Is that a joke, bro? Okay. Handmaid's Tale. What do you model? Gloves? Uh, the <laughs> SEC and the Big Ten have elite top teams. The bottom tier is garbage. Oh. Okay. Because it's garbage. So the bottom of the SEC. Now, the Big Ten has been two teams for a decade. I don't think anybody argues that. But the Southeast Conference, and actually it's a Southeastern Conference, please. Um, Let's see. Arkansas. Well, I mean, they're Oak State's regional rivals, so they're amazing. Right. Uh, Mississippi State went one and seven in conference. Auburn <laughs> went three and five in conference, six and seven. So let's put Mississippi State and the great regional rival Arkansas in there. Uh, Vandy was 0-8. I'm going to put them in there. South Carolina and the Florida Gators, I'm going to put them in there too because they were not bowl eligible. Uh -huh. So that's that's five teams. So the bottom half of the, the SEC sucks. Georgia, 13 wins. Missouri, 11 wins. Tennessee, 9 wins. Well, now we know. Uh, Kentucky, seven wins. Alabama, 12 wins. Ole Miss, 11 wins. LSU, 10 wins. AM, seven. And Auburn, six. I'm going to say that that's not a terrible bottom half of the conference. And I also think when I look at, when I look at the Big Ten, I mean, Michigan State, Indiana, um, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota couldn't beat us in a foot race. They With all due respect, they couldn't beat us. Nah. So I'm going to say the bottom half of the Big Ten is embarrassing. And really, it's two teams it is Michigan and Ohio State. Pa the fighting Paternos, not really. But Monty, they have a better bowl record. Iowa scored 131 points. 
<laughs> let's say that's not good, right? But if you look at the Big 12, look at the Big 12. I mean, you go to the Big 12, TCU, Houston, BYU, Baylor, and Cincinnati, Skyline, Chile, were not bowl eligible. SEC or the Big 12, better football conference. I'm going to have to probably take the SEC yeah, as a better conference. I think you got to take the SEC. Right? Yeah. I think so. Especially this year without Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't even count that. Yeah. Um, Jesus Criminy. Dude. Former Alabama coach Brad Bohannon. Yeah. Mr. Cincinnati Baseball Park Gambling Guy. Just received not five, not 10, a 15-year show cause notice from the NCAA <laughs> and a $5,000 fine, three years of probation. Bro, what? <laughs> Jim. In its ruling, the NCAA made sure to note that Bohannon failed to participate in its investigation. Um, <laughs> bro, a 15 year show cause notice, <laughs> buddy, at a bookie at Great American Ballpark, <laughs> dudes. Uh, like, do you, uh, hello, Jim? Are you? Uh, if you felt these balls, Jim, are you out there? Like, <laughs> are you are you serious? Stalwartness. Are you serious right now, bro? Buddy said I'm packing up the office and headed to LA because I ain't coming back, dude. Fifteen years of a sh that's I've never seen that before. I have never seen that before. Oh God. Oak State James. Now, okay, I haven't I read it. Music? No. James gave us a $5 tip. Is this about food or stadiums? Stadiums. And you're, food. You're going stadiums. No, I'm going both. He usually does combo. <laughs> Fuck, it's stadiums. The SEC has some really good stadiums. <laughs> LSU. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. James has a YouTube channel where Yay! he... He reviews stadiums across the country. Go hey find guys. it's. I believe it is called Oki State Mullet Stadium Reviews dot com. Hiscock on YouTube. LSU, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, and Alabama's are really good. Bryant Denny is the best I have seen in person. It is what it is. I, that's amazing. I like it. A fifteen year Bro, show cause notice. Dude got fifteen years for gambling. OG Gary, if he's getting 15, then Jim's getting 25 to life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. 25 to life. Oh my God. Any Michigan is screwed. Yeah. Dakota Tubbs. I don't want to read his comment. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Joseph, the had only one large opt out being uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. They trotted out there and got beat soundly in between the trenches. The. The. Okay. Uh, John Hamm, even Pete Rose is like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Serious. They got 15 years. He can't coach in college sports Wild. for 15 years. Wild. You're done. Your career's over. 
Uh, Curse Charger Cal fan. SEC stadiums are just big, and they have some nice brick facades, but they aren't that nice on the inside. Can you measure it? I'm not doing this today. They're not that nice on the inside. Look, uh, she's big. No. Hiscock. You're not leading me down that road. You're not. <laughs> um, Drew does her. As of right now, the SEC is a better football conference, but the big is evolving into a dominant conference in college football. Okay, let's look at that. Michigan, done. So the uh, Washington, eh. Jed. We'll see. Give it a couple of years. Oregon? Yes. That's pretty good. So if we're looking at UCLA, eh. Eh. USC, eh. pretty good. Eh. Shut up. Eh. So they have three teams. <clears throat> Throw in Michigan. They've got four teams. How deep are they? I, and I'm being serious. How deep are they? That's what I'm that's what I'm asking. Not very. Yeah. Uh Drew Dozer, terrible take, Dakota. <laughs> okay. Capazzo. Jimmy Boy's gonna take the glass cock without any lube. <laughs> the cock. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. America's uh, team. I okay. James is stadium sexting. Yes, he is. Stadium sexting. Yes. Uh Aaron Wilson, James, you got to come back to Jones AT&T after the renovations. Um to which James says, "Aaron, I have been watching the webcam on YouTube." <laughs> Dude, honey, no, bro, you honey, let's honey, let's cut her on the couch. Let's cuddle on the couch, make some dinner. I can't. Uh, no, I can't. Jones AT&T, the webcam's back up. I, I've I've got a full night of browsing ahead. Hiscock. Jer Bears on OnlyFans streaming the stadium. Can you bring me some uh, barbecue beef sandwich from Bucky's, please? Thanks. I'll be in my den. Knock before you come in, please. The webcam. You really watch webcams on YouTube. To be like, yeah, dude. Stay hard. Look at this nice stadium. Tom D, what's up, Tom D? Good to see you. Payson Cougar fan. Only one stadium sells Cougar Tales. Yeah, Teddy Wayman's backyard. Okay. All right. Uh, it does. Dakota. Daddy drink greater than Lloyd Carr. Okay. Okay. Nope. Daddy. More big big ten hate. I I love overreaction offseason. Okay. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah, what 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 hate is there? There are four teams deep at best. I mean, we don't know what Washington is. I think we know what the is. I think we know what duck season. Where duck season go? <laughs> Come on, duck season. We're talking about your team now. Me. We know what duck season is, right? Yeah. Dan Landing is going to build that thing amazingly. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, the quarterback he got from Oklahoma was processed out. <laughs> That's one of the stupidest things. To, oh, and look, there's processed Kevin the Destroyer. Well, yeah. he was processed out, bro. Hey, guys. Was it Kevin who said that? Uh, Grocock Burner 1969, I am duck season. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Gumby Fresh Out, Land Danning. Yeah, listen, 
Fran Slanning is this <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Fran Slanning is this unbelievable. Is that guy? Why is this head coach at, at Oregon? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Fran Slanning. <laughs> uh, Waddle Waddell. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the Big Ten also has Wisconsin. Okay. Is that? I, I don't know. What do you the, mean? The fixture hasn't really done much there yet. You, you mean seven and six Wisconsin? Ooh. Who who did score a lot of points offensively. So Luke Fickle's got, I think he's going to be better this year. But you gotta you to be to be up there with the and Fran Landing, you're gonna have to win 10 games. And I don't know that they're there yet. Replica. The fighting Paternos is gonna get hammered by the fighting Neil Browns in week one. I think you guys are sleeping on on West Virginia. I'll, I'll just keep saying that. I do. I think you when we did the Big 12 schedule release this week, people were like, oh, they suck, they're terrible. Right. Uh, I don't know, but oh boy. Now, Penn State, or excuse me, I said Penn State, the Ohio State, I've got bad news for you. Bruce Feldman is saying that uh, Bill O'Brien is a lead candidate for the BC job. This is a code 10 abort. Says he's a Boston native. Okay. I guess. Would you leave thee to go no. be the head coach no. of BC? Hell no. <clears throat> I would Bill O'Brien's a big program guy. It, BC's not even a good job. No. Not in this NIL portal world. No. That not you know. at all. Oak State James, breaking news. Bucky's has given Monty a show cause penalty for insulting <laughs> the beaver. <laughs> Dude, I don't insult beaver. I assault beaver. Yeah. I mean, did you get 15 years like Bo Hannon did or hashtag glasscock? Yeah. Dakota Tubbs is flirting with disaster. He puts a beaver emoji. Joseph Carruthers talking about how good the SEC is like talking politics. So much delusion. Right. Just asking for a friend. Tell me how I'm wrong. Uh, Drew Duzzer, what's up? Uh, the USC, Oregon, Penn State. No. The Fighting Paternos are not good. Uh, Wisco, Iowa, and Meat Chicken. Meat Chicken? Are all going to be nine to eleven wins? Michigan will not be nine to eleven wins. They have lost so much of the heart and soul of that team. Are you guys watching the Senior Bowl? Yeah, Mister A Hole Wide Receiver is killing it. They they're not going to win nine games. I don't see how. I don't see how they. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Tanner Plummer, Monty assaults beavers. Ask your mom. Uh, big blue. You so you can make a mom joke yesterday, but I can't. So you get to make a mom joke yesterday, but I cannot. Please. I don't even remember it, but Jake had an epic mom joke going no, out. They said, "What's your favorite pizza?" And I That's said, right. "Your mom." Your mom. <laughs> your mom. You know, it's fine. Uh, OG Gary, as Kirby said, call Greg Sankey and schedule any one of us and come get your come get you some of this SEC. That's what yep. I'm saying. Yep. yep. I really don't think it's that even much of an argument. And I think that did and I've never understood it. And I guess we've kind of meandered through the last hour and 20 minutes, but I've never understood the delusion 
side of it being that people who say the SEC is good, they're the delusional ones. Right. I'm trying to understand how it's not the opposite way around. Like that that I don't understand. Yeah. Marcus Emmert, Iowa will not. I don't think they will either. I Iowa will not. Iowa. Hey, do we appreciate Caitlin Clark? Can we have that conversation real quick? And I know you guys hate anything to do with good things that happen with women. Um, but do we appreciate do we appreciate Caitlin Clark? Um, because I think one of the things that's very interesting to me is that she is now just 103 points short of the all-time women's scoring record. And I don't think we appreciate her greatness. Mm -hmm. I really, I really don't. If, if I'm being serious, um, Caitlin Clark had her fifth straight 30 point game. You can't crop a picture. Uh, matching the longest streak of her career now, 34-24. She's just 103 points behind Kelsey Plum. Yeah. She uh, she of divorcee, Kelsey Plum, allegedly. Right? That's Darren Waller's wife? Yeah. Yeah. That they, well, used to be? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, bro. 103 points. She's going to break the record. Do we appreciate Caitlin Clark? Probably not enough. No. Probably not enough. And I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because she's incredibly talented absolute killer one of the best scores we've seen in the league and doing it a different way right obviously she's she is the Steph Curry build right shooting from three insane range doesn't need to be a a, a dominant force inside to to get it done and I think that's that's where the game is going and yeah I think the idea that Kelsey Plum did it in a more traditional sense and now and now Caitlin Clark is out here knocking it down from three and is easily going to break this record is, is something that should be very much appreciated and probably doesn't get enough love. Probably does not get enough love. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think it is. I think we just don't, I think we don't pay attention to it. I really don't. I think we just, hmm. Yeah. John Ham took my three daughters to the game a week or so ago and over 18 K at uh, OSU basketball stadium. She scored 45 OSU pulled it out. Uh, was best of both worlds. That's great. And I'm glad you're taking your three daughters. I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's huge. Uh, Drew Dozer, the entirety, uh, the entire city of Columbus went to the shot to attend the versus Iowa uh, women's game. First time it's ever been sold out for an NCAA women's game in Columbus. That's great. And I think she deserves every accolade. And I think people like Caitlin Clark get beat up in this country yeah. just for being a woman. And I'm thrilled that she's achieving at the highest levels. I'm thrilled she's making money. I'm thrilled she's about to make a ton more money. And I just hope she stays healthy and, and just continues to dominate because she's earned every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, Robert Fowler, my girl, Caitlin Clark. Uh-huh. Are you on her birth certificate? Uh, go to half her games. Give her respect. She deserves soon to be all time women's leading scorer. Indeed. I would agree with that. Tom Dean. Google tells me Lynette Woodard, Kelsey Plum and Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not sure that's true. Could be wrong, but you know, uh, Tanner Plummer. Hey, I'm just going based on what everybody was saying last night. Uh, Hey, Dozer, where's Columbus? Exactly right. 
Uh, do you think she is better off staying in Iowa or going to the WNBA? Uh, that's a really difficult question. Depends where her priorities lie. She's looking to make money. It's probably better to stay. Uh, I would think her money would go up if she went to the WNBA because of endorsement dollars. Salary-wise, she's probably going to take a hit endorsements. I would guess it goes up. Yeah, that's true. Because she'll be able to get any shoe deal she want. Like, yeah. That, that so... I, I wish that we, and we talked about this on the show yesterday, but I wish that we didn't have to knock people down. The the Luka Doncic nonsense with Jason Kidd. And right. he's better than Michael. He's better than Dirk. Well, Dirk was awesome, and we didn't appreciate him while he was playing. Uh-huh. Right? I certainly didn't appreciate Michael Jordan while he was playing until the last probably five years of his career. Um, Like, I look at Kobe. We absolutely took Kobe for granted. So, like... I, and this is this is part of my argument with a certain person uh, who didn't want to go see Lakers and Celtics on Christmas. Just didn't want to go. <coughs> and I say anytime you get to go see LeBron in person, why would you not go? Right. But some people in my life at that time right, but we, we saw didn't want to go. We saw LeBron. Two years ago. Right? Was it two years ago already? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but hey, whatever it is you think you have to do. You know, uh, not enough love for Washington State. Charlize Legger Walker helped beat UCLA. Unfortunately, ACL tear out for the year. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Okay. I, I was talking about Caitlin Clark, but yeah, you know. Uh, biggest bluest horse. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do this? I heard Dakota Tubbs is a high-functioning... Why? Says Roll Tide. Like, why, why would we... No. I want her to stay, but she will leave. Never know if she will get hurt next year and miss her chance. You can't stay. Yeah. You can't. Oak State, James. Uh, I'll take that SEC bet. Georgia and Oakey State had a home-and-home home versus Georgia. The Cowboys lost in 07 and won in 09. Okay, but what does that have to do if the Big 12 is better than the SEC or not? Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure what the connection is there. Me either. Uh, Carruthers, can we call Jason Kidd delusional for saying that, or is that too far? No, he is delusional. But what else would you say? Uh, Capazzo, look, Jason Kidd was half-sauced when he made that statement about Luca. Yeah, he always comes off as lit. A little bit. When yeah, you dude. listen to him, you don't always have to be so negative. Because shit's going good. Right? I'm giving you a fucking answer. People will buy your positive shit. You don't shit. always have to be negative. People I, will read your positive shit. No, they won't. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out. I'll go with Uncle Monty to see LeBron. Yeah, at least somebody wants to. Uh, Drew Dozer, outside UGA, who in the SEC will realistically compete for a national championship in 24? Well, I don't think there's any doubt LSU. Uh, now that your quarterback lays more, weighs more than 100 pounds. Uh, but I think if I think Missouri's going to take a big step back, I don't know how you don't. Um, and I think Old Miss, I think what Lane Train's building at the SIP is significant. I mean, and you're out to 12 teams now, so I would have to think that Georgia, um, I would feel comfortable saying Georgia, Old Miss, and LSU. Uh, certainly I have to believe those three teams at that highest of levels. I don't think you can say Alabama because I think you're going to naturally not have the bump 
that you would have had with Nick Saban. Right. You're going to take a step back. So I think those three for sure compete. There, There's almost no doubt about that. So, but that's my opinion, uh, you know, and as Tanner said before, I don't know anything about football. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's you know, obvious, you know, but it is what it is. A couple more. Uh, then we got to get to the NBA. Carruthers, speaking of basketball, got to go see the Blazers beat the Bucks last night. The Blazers were more bucked up than the Bucks. See what he did there. That's like bucked up and, you know, bucked up with the Bucks. You know, it all kind of fits together. Dame, Dame went home. Yeah. Paxton, Texas for certain. There's going to have to be a lot to come together for Texas to. Texas is very good. Yeah. Is is Brent Venables that dude at Oklahoma? Well, now he's going to get an opportunity to prove it. You know, obviously losing Dylan Gabriel is a big deal. Yeah. Getting processed out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any doubt about Texas. I I forgot Texas for sure. I'm a, but I'm also a Sark believer. You know, like everybody, I know I got ridiculed Oak State James and everybody else was like, they're not back, Monty. I've been to their stadium. Let me tell you something. They're not back. (laughs) Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Cotton Bowl sucks. Uh, I I am of the belief. I am of the belief that as long as Sark is there, they're going to be contenders. Right. So, uh, I that that's just my opinion. But I think if you if you look at Oaks, Oklahoma and Texas, I just don't know if Brent Venables can build that program offensively. I mean, how do you explain Dylan Gabriel? Just want a bigger opportunity. I mean, you know, like I, I I think Dylan Gabriel understands that if he's in the Big Ten, it's a better TV opportunity for him. Uh, probably helps his draft stock. You know, saw a window where where he could go and win that job, and probably like Stan Landing, if we're being honest. I think you have to have a, a you have to have a big time quarterback, and I just don't I don't. I don't think that he does. We'll see. I, I listen. Stranger things have happened, but I look at I look at Oklahoma. You don't replace Dylan Gabriel, and I'm going to be very interested to see how all that plays out. And they've got to score significantly more points than they have been scoring the last two years. Like I, I, I just yeah. To compete in that league, because you're going to give up more points. So their offense was really good. I think they scored 550-something points this year. Their offense was really good, but you're going to have to up that now because your defense isn't going to be able to perform at that level. And I I just don't know that he's a guy to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, maybe he is, and we just haven't seen it yet, but but I, I think that Oklahoma and the SEC, that's going to be tough, dude. There's no question about that. Isn't that why Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC? Yeah. That still doesn't. That still does not, you know. Compute. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Tom Dean is still on the NCAA record books. Okay. Appreciate you keeping us in line. Oklahoma quarterback Arnold will uh, get eaten alive. Maybe. I, I, I'm i not, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that they, you don't, you're not Oklahoma without talent. The problem is that Jackson Arnold is a guy and he's a Texan. I think that matters. Um, but you, you, you had an opportunity and you don't love the fact that he threw three interceptions against Arizona. Yeah. And I, it's a bowl game and you're gunslinging and I totally get it. 
but that doesn't that doesn't feel great. That does not feel great. And so we'll see. I mean, what they did up front, I think, is is interesting. Casey Thompson from Florida Atlantic is a nice transfer. Can he win the job? Can he be the guy? He's an eight point six. You know, like we'll we'll see. See, like that's a guy that if you're Brent, you gotta you gotta develop him up. You gotta get him top notch. Yeah, totally agree. Wow, look at that, Eric C. Wow. Hey now. Been a long time since I caught a live show. Love seeing hey Monty and Jake still killing and keep it up, guys. Thanks for the show. Eric C, don't forget, next week we start mornings again. Your ass better be back in the chat full time, dude. Your no excuses. Ass better be dude, he's still crying and recovering over the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can keep Fernando away from, you know, the the you know, the uh, motorcycles down there, okay? Thanks, dude. <laughs> You're such a hater. Oh my God, Kevin the Destroyer! Oh, you will be fine, which is the uh, translates in Latin to "we're fucked." Yeah, maybe OU, <laughs> will, OU will not be fine, dude. Maybe they can get processed out of the SEC. What do you think? Oh man, this Bohannon stuff that's coming out, dudes. Um, shortly after receiving the electronic message from Bohannon, the better attempted to place a hundred thousand dollar wager on LSU baseball. At the BetMGM Sportsbook at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. But the sportsbook staff had such terrible gas from Skyline Chili, they limited the better to $15,000. The better then attempted to place additional waivers involving the April 28th Alabama LSU baseball game. The sportsbook staff declined the wager due to suspicious activity. The activity included the better's insistent demeanor to get the bet placed and statements to sportsbook staff that the bet was, quote, for sure going to win, and, quote, if only you guys knew what I knew, end quote. The suspicious activity also included the better showing sportsbook staff messages from Bohannon, explaining that the messages were Bohannon informing the better that Alabama was scratching its starting pitcher before the game before Bohannon alerted LSU. <laughs> Now, you guys, 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 guys. Now, as Tanner Plummer would tell you, I don't know anything about college baseball. Right, right. right. Hey, if you're the head coach at Roll Tide Alabama baseball. I don't give a piss about nothing but the Tide, baby. Apparently, that's not the case. That's not the case. Because you're telling me that, A, you were betting against your team and you were scratching your starting pitcher so that you would win the bet and you want you wanted the bet placed before you informed everybody else so that you could get it at a better line you ought to know you bought it this is wild and if you're just tuning in this is why well wait i gotta get this banner off the screen this is why uh, you they just slapped a 15-year show cause notice on bohannon i'm for real they, the guy was like, hey, I know the coach at Alabama. He gave me inside information. Take my money. Buddy got 15 years. The This guy, how can I just, and and I don't, I'm not one to demean people. You're just a little money over here. I only demean certain people. Right. How stupid are you, sir, that I don't know who's more stupidest. 
Bohannon for trusting somebody that was like, if only you guys knew what I knew, now take my money. Y'all feel me? Or this guy who was like, if only you knew what I knew, now take my money. For sure they're going to win. If you knew what I knew, please take my money, sir. <laughs> sure, let me hold that money for you. The cops will be here in. Like, uh, how do you walk into a sports? And listen, I'm just little old Bonnie. Right, right, right. How do you walk into a sports book? You're like, hey, listen, let me um, let me show you this phone here, okay? See this? This guys, is guys, Bohannon. Guys, guys, the guys. This is the head coach in Alabama baseball. It's giving me the inside, the 411. Let's go ahead and place that bet. I'll buy everybody a bowl of Skyline Chili, bitches. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Dude, this is the same level of stupidity, if not more stupid, than Michigan trying to cheat by sending someone on the road to videotape the sideline when you're already getting the video for free and legally, sir. I'm sorry. Is is 15 years enough of a show cause when How you now understand what happened, you, bro? Holy cow. Oh my God. By the way, it shouldn't be lost on anybody. He got 15 years partially because he wouldn't cooperate with the investigation. Sound like anybody else? Capazzo. I was supposed to come and golf this weekend, but certain people copped out and then it started. Program. Do you guys see the storm that's going from Los Angeles to Las Vegas today? But we're still we're still golfing. Don't talk to me, bro. We're still don't golfing, talk to me. Dude. All right, dude. We're still golfing. We are, but it won't be in St. George. Now we're going all the way down to Mesquite. What types of showgram start on Monday? Six a.m. Mountain time. <laughs> yeah. Early. Very very early. You need to keep Fernando away from Fernando. You do, uh, Eric C. I'll be back, guys. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I have not been to, uh, west of Vegas. You call yourself a stadium guru? And you've never been to the, to Yankee Stadium? How have you never been to Yankee Stadium? What are you, t west of Vegas? It was a joke. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and do Cali, Oregon, Washington road trip in 2025. Nice. Uh, Mike Smith says booty sweat. Aaron Wilson, James, the Alumni Association stipulate, stipulated. Okay. Bro, this, <laughs> dude, this, this level of stupidity is the same level of stupidity that Kayshawn Booty showed us when he said Kayshawn Booty 007 is his account name. Like, I know I'm like, not supposed to bet. And if I get caught, my career's over. What should I make? <laughs> should I make my, why don't we just go with uh, Kayshawn Booty 7? Okay, it sounds good to me. Who's going to know? They'll never know. How are they going to know? Uh, large volumes of alcohol were involved in fueling that entire interaction at the book. Yeah, I would get it. <laughs> you're sh I'm sorry, you're showing your phone. Like you, so who are you, Mel Tucker? You, you're unbelievable. You just don't do that. Guys, 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 guys. You just you just Sources don't do that. Sources tell me. Three years of probation, a $5,000 fine, a 15-year show cause order. During the show cause order, any employing member institution shall restrict Bohannon from any athletically related position. 
If Bohannon becomes employed during the show cause period, he shall be suspended for 100% of the baseball regular season for the first five seasons of his employment. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama will retain Epic Global Solutions to provide a comprehensive gambling harm and student-athlete protection education program for student-athletes, coaches, and administrators. But uh, I'm I'm just – listen – Asking for a friend. Brad Bohannon's never going to work again. Brad. Never going to. The school and enforcement staff also agreed that following his separation from the school, Bohannon failed to meet his obligation to cooperate with the NCAA investigation when he did not participate in an interview, did not disclose relevant information, and did not provide access to electronic devices to further the enforcement staff's investigation. Jim. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy. You might want to read hey this press release, Harbs. This is wild. Yeah. This is absolutely wild that that this is I can't believe they did this. I cannot believe that the school and enforcement staff agreed that violations in the case occurred when Bohannon communicated via encrypted messaging app with an individual he knew to engage in sports betting activity and provided insider information about the starting lineup before notifying the opposing team. Bohannon specifically texted, quote, student athlete, name redacted, is out for sure. Let me know when I can tell the opposing team, hurry. Which is to say, place this bet so I get the better line before I announce my pitchers out. This is wild. That how pervasive do you think this is? I think it probably happens a ton. I think there's a lot of people probably doing stuff like this. You know, you're in a, you're in a <laughs> position where you know you have the information. So it, it it this is yeah. I don't know. OG Gary, if I use my real name, they'll never believe it. So Kayshawn Booty one. <laughs> Who's gonna know? They'll never know. Uh, Jay McClenahan, here we go. The music. Let's go. You know, big blue horse, biggest bluest horse. Good day to clap them cheeks, dude. What are you doing? Like I this, like what do you mean? What what do you mean? Yeah. Like I. Okay. The real question I have is, how did he make on bets? How did he make bets before he got caught? I bet he made a lot of bets. I'm sure he did. I bet he made a lot of money on a lot of bets that he bet on. I bet. I'm guessing it was a lot. Bet because that yeah. Oh, bet. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing this was not his first rodeo at Great American Ballpark. No, it wasn't. With said buddy who. Well, and if went you're in. if you're Brad Bohannon, are you not just torching this dude for doing that? And like, and is it not lost on anybody else that he was at Pete Rose's Cincinnati location, bro? It's the Cincinnati Reds ballpark. Huh. Of all the sports books, I could send this degenerate loser who clearly is not very bright to, you know, in honor of Pete Rose losing his career and uh, profession, let's go to Cincinnati. Um, so baseball loser goes to where former baseball loser was. And now he is also a baseball loser. Who knew? Without a job. Who never again. That's wild. Uh, yesterday was Bob Salas B-Day and the Jets social media team didn't even do a post. It smells like his seat is five alarm fire. 
Yeah, that whole story is wild media. too. That whole story is wild too. Yeah. Like I, I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know what you say about that other than to say uh that the Monty show is presented by our good friends at the Advocates. The Advocates Doctor. When you've been injured in an accident, you need a lawyer. And you deserve an advocate. Speaking with an attorney is simple and 100% free. We're available 24-7 for your convenience, and we'll take on the claims process so you can rest easy. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates at theadvocates.com, where you never pay a penny to talk to an advocate. In fact, you can chat with a lawyer live online right now, and it won't cost you a dime. Theadvocates.com. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Hook it up, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Uh, all right, let's switch gears, get to some uh, NBA because we've got Lakers and Celtics tonight. Are you on this game for prize picks, by the way? Uh, yeah, let's do it, dude. No, are, uh, <laughs> I'm not on it already. I didn't do prize picks yet. It's in the morning, bro. It's in the morning. <laughs> Well, we're going to be in Mesquite tonight where you can't play prize picks at all. Well, I guess we better do it then. Boy! Hey, boy. All right. Um, do you buy that LeBron James is trying to get out of L.A.? Are you one that believes that LeBron wants to leave the Lakers? I mean, how could he not? Uh, they're they're a struggling, mediocre, bottom-of-the-table team in, in the West. And it's the Lakers, but they... They need to get their money right. That's the reality of it. And by the way, the idea that you don't have a pick of your own, I think it is till 2030, I yes. think it is, is 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 crushing. So, yeah, I, I mean, do I buy it? Yeah, I buy it a little bit. I think the guy is, the guy wants to win. But I think more than anything, the guy wants to play with his son. That's what I think. I think the guy absolutely, positively wants to play with his kid before he retires. So, yeah, I believe the story of hey, he's gonna enter free agency. Yep. He'll go wherever, wherever Bronny gets drafted, and they'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I I believe that. All right. So should we pick them tonight? Prize picks, prizepicks.com, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty show. Uh use the promo code Monty to get a hundred percent deposit matching. I love the combos. Anthony Davis and Jalen Brown tonight. Mm -hmm. Celtics hosting the Lake Show. Yeah. 5.30 p.m., fast in time. It'll be uh, 7.30. 48 and a half combined points, Jalen Brown and Ant Anthony Davis. Anthony. I like that one. You've got LeBron and Tatum for 52 and a half. Hell no. Yeah, that's tough, bro. LeBron and Donovan, 53 points. No. Yeah, I, I either take Anthony Davis at 19 and a half points on a Green Goblin, which means you get a higher rate. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to stick with Anthony at 19 and a half. I'm going to take, I'm taking uh, LeBron straight up Labrum. for more than 24 and a half points because okay. it's Boston. And I'm going to take Drew Holiday on a Green Goblin for more than nine and a half points. Really? Yeah. I think that's a pretty safe selection. I think Anthony Davis is due. Um, he has not had a monster game in a long time. He is, uh, he's got a goblin number, uh, 49 and a half. I don't think you can do that. No. For, uh, for what points, points, rebounds and assists. Meanwhile, huh? Jalen Brown has got a green goblin, which is lesser, but still difficult at 29 and a half. 
I think I could see him uh, doing that. It's, it, it's Jalen Brown is one of those guys that is so hit or miss, man. Like he is. Like you could easily see him doing it, but then there are some nights where he's just awful. And now there's this mfing Lori McCarkin in. No, I'm I'm not. So doing you're the out jazz. on Markin in altogether. Done on the Jazz, dude. Done on the Jazz. It's the Sixers without JoJo. I don't care. I'm not. I ain't playing with the Jazz, dude. The Jazz are so inconsistent. They, the, you know why they're inconsistent? They well, because they're offense. not good. They don't run offense. Yeah, because they're not good. <laughs> That's why they're inconsistent. Because they're not good. Points and rebounds tonight on the Yaz. Uh, John Collins is 22 and a half points and rebounds. Uh-huh. And he's hit that three of his last five, but not against the Knicks and not against Brooklyn. It was Charlotte, Washington, and New Orleans. And who do they have? They've got Philadelphia without Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe. 22 points and rebounds. I don't know. I'm I'm staying away from that team. But if you think that's good. Why are you staying away? Because they're too inconsistent. I don't know what I'm going to get. I can't, I can't like with LeBron, you know, okay. It's the Celtics. He should be, he should, you know, w- would have no problem seeing Bron put up 30 tonight because it's the Celtics, you know, big game. He's going to show out. Okay. Totally get it. Fine. Like, so you think I should stay away from, I think you should the stay jazz away all from the jazz. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. But, Ugh. Uh, like I really like this Tyrese Halliburton 19 and a half points tonight against the Knicks. Colin Sexton 21 and a half points and rebounds. Nah. Yeah, okay. God, you make you Why? Walker Kessler 12 and a half points and rebounds. You're saying no. Saying don't do it, man. My god. Um I don't know what to do with it. This is a tough, today's a tough one. And there are no specials that I see today either. I should have played Caitlin Clark last night and that would absolutely, should we do some, no. Should we do some PGA? Um, Round one, 69 and a half strokes, Colin Morikawa. I think you got to go over that. Because it's it isn't yeah, the weather at Pebble the, the, really bad. That's yeah, not great. Yeah. See, this is you guys. Do you see the degenerate that I've become? <laughs> weather Morikawa uh, at sixty nine and a half. Um, Colin Morikawa. Pebble Beach. Pebble. Pebble Beach. Pebble. 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 Uh, oh yeah, terrible. Fifty four degrees. Um, periods of heavy rain. And the wind is gusting from 6 to 16 miles an hour. What do you think about the rookie, Nick Dunlap, 72? I would go over that. I think he's going to be nervous. I got to take Colin Morikawa over more. Yeah. I'll go with you on that. I'll go with you on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a, I got to flex it. 25 to win 50. Place the entry. Sugar mugger, baby. Okay. Colin Morikawa, more than 69 and a half strokes. Drew Holiday, more than nine and a half points tonight. Labram James, more than 24 and a half. And Tyrese Halliburton, more than 19 and a half. You went four? I didn't do it yet, but I'm thinking Don't about Don't break the... Dude, there is you, a... But you did that before and you won. You did that before and you won. Like, Don't go over three. Three on a flex play. Dude. Smack down a dizzle. You're, you're, you're I don't know what I just sucks. said. You don't play four. It's always three. 
Okay. It is always three on Price Picks, dude. They okay. are begging you to play four. Um, um, get rid of Labrum and go with the other three. Who'd you get rid of? Alberton. Okay, keep it. Okay, leave it. But then. that's only twenty to win thirty-five. So go twenty-five to win fifty. You don't have a goblin, do you? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I have a goblin on a Drew Holiday. How much you got in your account right now? Uh, one ninety-five. One. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I got, I got three hundred. Great, dude. That's so, good for you, man. Okay, love it. All right, here are my prize picks. Uh, Anthony Davis, nineteen and a half points. And you guys see these green goblins right there? Uh, that means it's more difficult to achieve, so it pays at a higher rate. So Anthony Davis at 19 and a half, Jalen Brown against the Lakers, 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, and Colin Morikawa to play crappy golf in shitty weather. Okay, I'm going to go Drew Holiday, Colin Morikawa, and Tyrese Albert. $25 to win 75 on the flex. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Why are you at 75 and I'm only at 50? You're sure I got that's to, a flex? I've got, yeah, it's a flex. The reason it's 75 is Tyrese Halliburton is a demon on 19 and a half. On the red? Yeah. Oh, my man. Yeah. Let's look at Jakey Two Holes. Filling yeah. it up. Let's go. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You've graduated into Mandum here. Mandum. Mandum. Okay. I feel like they've dropped. Now, I mean, your girlfriend still tells you how to live your life, which is fine. Dude, why do you hate me? Like. Well, you smell. But other than that. You hate, hate me, you. dude. I don't <laughs> kill you. Yeah. What would I do without you? It's true. You complain. It's true. Okay. Uh, I look, I, I don't know if it's true or not. It's fine. Uh, Jaron, aren't the green goblins easier to achieve? Red ones are more difficult. Green means it is hard. Red means hardest. No? Okay. I opened the door for you. Thank you. Macaque. I opened the door for you and you don't take it. Macaque. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. Can we, can we, are we, yeah, there you go. There, there are Jake's there, prize right picks there, right there. Right there. Okay. Okay. Are we, can we, are we ready to do non-sports yet or what, what are we doing? Uh, we can do non-sports. Uh, Robert Fowler, go under on Brown. Now you tell me. <laughs> uh, that Anthony Street Close Davis, that's Anthony Street Close Davis. Anthony. Boy. After the street closed, Davis. Paxton, under on Brown, under on Collins. <laughs> Where, yeah, oh, I am now. Okay, wait. No, you guys, everybody in this chat room, don't put your predictions in until fat ass loses his bet. Who are you, Brad Bohannon? Okay, everybody, unleash the gates of hell on Monty. Under. It would be shitty. Don't forget he took the over. Under, Monty. Go under on. Oh, sorry. I tried to get it in before you put it in. Yeah, getting it in and putting it in are two different things. You know what I mean? His cock. Monty, go under. Too late. Boyd Lake. Uh, Monty in the morning, what could be better? Nothing. Your mom? Not, okay. Uh, John Ham. Jake needs to ask future wife before he plays four. <laughs> Cha-ching. I mean, is he wrong? Does she allow you to play? Oh, are we ready to keep doing the show now or? What? The show didn't stop. Uh, OG Gary, play six. No, we don't play six. Uh, li uh, never listen to J2H, Mont. There's a reason Jake calls it pipe picks. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Jay McClanahan, things come in threes. Did your mom tell you that? 
uh, Paxton under Monty. <laughs> Golden State leaves Oakland. Golden State has been out of Oakland for two years now. They're at the Chase Center in Sam Frog's Disco. Lasikowski, how long till Golden State abandons Oakland? Exactly. What are you talking about? Uh, Jake, are you cool with me? You rock. Am I cool with you? Uh, I thought not, you guys were like textually involved. I'm not uncool. With yeah, who's you. uncool with you? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that we're textually engaged anymore. Yeah, uh, Eric C. Whoa, Jake has a girlfriend. I've missed so much. No, no, he's got a girlfriend who he lives with, who forbids him from golfing. It's not true. Is it? Is it? Don't be rude. Is <laughs> is it sort of true? No. Is there any truth in that statement no, at all? There's not. Okay. Uh, Gumby Fresh out. I heard the Oakland days were going to leave Oakland. Oh, wow. Breaking news. You know, uh, Boyd Lake, Monty in the morning, brought to you by your mom. Exactly That's right. right. Exactly right. Uh, Mike Smith, you said you love James on the phone, but have been silent since. That broke see? up with you over text message. That's what I'm saying. You told him live on the show. You guys, you guys had phone sex live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong bro am i wrong no did you say the l-o-v-e no yes you love you james i'm trying love you i doubt that instant replay i'm trying oh ah! uh, okay i have to go okay love you you want to love you too <laughs> oh Curse Charger fan, dude, he's married. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. See, they buy into it. They actually listen to what yeah. the, the old man yeah, says. Okay. You know, go black. So back to daytime. No, no mornings. Morning, trust me. Mornings are prehistoric. They're they're nothing, nothing. Whatever. Nothing. Not, okay. Boston Mapes, Jake, you don't have to take this abuse. Respect. Yeah. It's, we're, am I being, is it too much, Jake? No. We got you out of your routine today, but I'm proud to be here with you. Is it too much? No, it's fine. It's fine. Is there anything you want to say? No. Nope. No, I guess not. Okay. <clears throat> Capazzo, James, uh, Jake just understands that you have to spend time with her when you can. That's right. Carruthers, you're wrong, Monty. Okay. Uh, Eric C. Hell yeah. Congrats, Jake. Yeah. Married guy. Uh, <laughs> he's not married. Lakers and the points. Okay. Uh, I love screwing through the popular pick sections. There's usually a solid pick or two in the bunch. Me too. I love it. Um, Monty had too much bucked up this morning. Truth. Truth. Boyd Lake. Congrats, Jake. I hope it works out. Thanks. Um, wait a sec. Is Jake getting teary-eyed? No. Nope. Oh, not teary out at all. What do you mean? No. Nope. How many, you know how many people have messaged me the last few days? Hey, bro, bro, on DM, I didn't want to say anything in the comment section. <laughs> Does Jake have chlamydia? Cause it, Stop it, being I, a pussy. <laughs> I was just watching the show, bro. And bro, like, do you, bro, do you see bro's eyes, bro? <laughs> He's got big bags under bro, his eyes. Oh, dude. Like one guy who DM'd me was like, hey, bro, bro, hey, can you please take Jake to the doctor? Like, I'm really worried about him. 
listen, we're in, in a strange time. Did you know that STDs are an all-time high? Has Jake been tested? Hydroxychloroquine. I'm serious. It's like four or five people have DM me. Hey, bro. Hey, Monty. Monty, I know you hate Jake, but you should ask him to go to the doctor. He doesn't look well. How Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm good. You're coming out of sickness, the right? The coronavirus. Yeah, I'm good. Robert Fowler, look how red two holes his face is. See? Ah, oh, Jakey, are you okay? I'm fine. Who punched you in the face under your left eye? Your mom. Okay, well. She's prone to violence. Me. Trust me, I grew up in her house. When I say she's prone to violence, yeah, she is prone to violence. I ain't even trying to pull no punches. J2H is crying on the inside. Damn it, Monty, give that boy a hug. Dude, he has lice. Um, <laughs> he does not have lice. The funny thing is, it's just not how we are in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like the ball busting is amazing. Tanner Plummer, hey, Monty, can you take Jake to the doctor? He's looking a little pale right now. Monty. Hey, Monty, I know you're a fat, dying Mormon, but you don't have to take Jake with you. Take, dude, take him to the doctor. There's ointment for that. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. He's also Mormon and will die soon. That's right. I don't. It, it, I, I I think it's interesting, and we're seriously going to talk about chlamydia in a minute. Uh, I, it, I, it's, it's a huge story. Um, I think it's interesting how many people will DM us and be like, dude, are you okay? Whoa. Hey, man, it doesn't look like you're doing well. Dude. You, I had a guy a couple of weeks ago like, hey, are, are you trying to lose weight? Like, I'm, you look gaunt. <laughs> I look gaunt. <laughs> you know. And I would note that you misspelled gaunt in your stupid DM. Uh, Jakey three rings. Oak State James, Jakey three rings. How do you know? How do you know? not available now well because who else wears a belly chain that connects down below uh engagement ring wedding ring and suffering see what he did there see what he did there j2h is lord of the rings uh okay carruthers monty is catholic mormon and hates byu all, yeah, in, see, one. all in one total package dude i got a package <laughs> come on jake pull a michigan and put a ring on it we believe right, oh my god right but you know doesn't uh, get any more red, white, and blue than that. Cursed Charger Cal fan. Does Jake's wife watch the show? Okay. Should we just end the show now? or Does your wife watch the show? No. So she is your wife. He didn't, wife. he didn't deny it. Jake is not married. And, pardon me, uh, it... it um, uh, Carruthers, yeah, your face does look red. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Y'all are hating. Okay. Y'all are capping. Now, as a public service announcement, uh, did I not put the graphic in here? Oh, no. Why are STDs out of control in this country? Have you guys heard this? That STDs... Oh, I know I had it. I had a ranking of STDs by state. And yeah, here we go. 10 states with the highest STD rates as STDs in the United States are at their highest level in decades. Mm -hmm. Two and a half million cases fueled by continual and alarming increases in syphilis. 
the combined rate of infections from chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis in 2022 was uh, 751 cases per 100,000. Do you guys understand that? So here are the top 10 states. Number 10. Hello? Number 10, Arizona. 880 total STD cases per 100,000. Number nine, Arkansas, 903 cases per 100,000. North Carolina, 915 cases per 100,000. Alabama, who has a particularly shocking rate of chlamydia, 612 cases per 100,000. Keep it real. Which is, it's wild to me that this is what we're doing. Uh, South Carolina, 991 per 100,000, 672 chlamydia cases per 100,000. Here's where we keeps in it real. All SRT. Right. Georgia, number five, 1,022 cases per 100,000. I don't regret those decisions. Chlamydia, 665 per 100,000. That's what they do. In Georgia. Georgia. Alaska. Got dog. Alaska, 1,100 cases of STDs per 100,000. 728 per 100,000 people in Alaska. He knew. He fucked up. Have chlamydia. Dude. Number three, South Dakota. 1,118 per 100,000, but only 567 have chlamydia. Laws Lana. Oh, swampy. Gary. OG Gary. Um, Lysiana. Um, 1,212 per 100,000. Chlamydia, 789. Damn. Number one, Mississippi. 1,264 per 100,000, 782 have chlamydia per 100,000. That is... Like, what do you guys make of that? <laughs> that people are stupid. It, th- that <laughs> is, the, what I that is the craziest thing that I have ever heard. You got to wrap that thing up, man. That is uh, beyond. Dakota Tubbs, bro, Arkansas is just gross. Paxton says roll tide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. So how many southern states? All of them. <laughs> Except Alaska. Uh, NE, Sweet Home Alabama, apparently. OG Gary, the SEC FUX. Fu- I don't give a piss about nothing but the time. Exactly. Wasikowski, everyone was locked up for four years over a lab leak, so they needed to release some energy. What happened to the monkeypox? A lab leak. Yeah, do you guys Macaque. remember you guys remember monkeypox? Macaque. It was everywhere. John Hamm, STDs just mean more in SEC states. I mean, it just means more down here. Bama, Georgia, the biggest chlamydia party in the country. This is a cocktail. Never mind. It's an antibody cocktail. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, Jeff is spreading tons of disease up there, I'm told. Yeah, Jeff Woodworth, stay safe, dude. The there antibody he is. Cocktail. It's- what can I say? Everyone likes the old Woody. The old Woody. Uh, wow. Uh, boy, like I get Alaska so much cold and darkness, but y'all Southern States minus Texas. Holy cow. Right. Uh, Tanner Plummer, people not putting that thing on their wang. Scock. Raincoat. Any, that's funny. No LA or New York. No. Cause they're, they believe in science. Like, Hey, you might want to put a Jimmy on. 
Mr. Downtown, what the hell does Zoomers do to get tested? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, Macaque, Dakota Tubbs says. That's right. That's right. And then finally, we need to debate the greatness of Oreo cookies. Fat! Because now listen, I have not, when's the last time we had Oreos? Been a while. Because we only eat Oreos when we're together. Yeah. Double stuff Goldens are um, undefeated. Undefeated. In the comments section, what's the best flavor of Oreos? Are you more of a traditional guy? Are you, like Tanner Plummer, a pumpkin spice Oreo guy? Are you a lemon Oreo thin? Because I love those. Mm -hmm. The best one that I've ever had is your mom. Uh, no, I'm kidding. The best one I've ever had is I'm a golden golden double stuffed Oreo guy. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite Oreo. Got to double stuff it. Does everything have to be about sex problem, with you? Dude? I'm talking about a cookie, bro. Like, I, I don't know what your mind is doing today, but, you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean. Not I, everything I, has to be about sex. Uh, dude, I, you know. You fucking donkey. I, <laughs> I need a dick in me. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about sex. Everything. You're the one rolling out names like Glasscock, okay? What do you want me to do? I'm reading the news. I am Hiscock. a professional news reader. Hiscock. His name is... Hiscock. is Donnie Hiscock. Glasscock. There's nothing I can do about Donnie that. Glasscock. <laughs> Did you see what Donnie's paying in legal bills? Bro. The fact that they're like, hey, dude, Super PAC can't pay for all those legal bills. And yeah, yeah, the 80 million plus that you owe, you have to pay. That's effed. Donald Trump's Super PAC has paid over $50 million in legal bills. And now he lost this judgment to E. Jean Carroll, the defamation lady. And they're saying that he has to put up a cash bond equal to $83 million if he wants to file an appeal. Uh, okay. And his super PAC can't pay that debt. Ooh. All right. Favorite flavor of Oreos. How about, how about this one? How about we try on Space Dunk? Space Dunk. This is the newest flavor of Oreo. And if you look at what the description is, I need to find it. Um, the description basically says that it's marshmallow flavor with popping candy mixed in. Uh huh. Does that look remotely appetizing to you? I mean, it doesn't look bad, but I the popping candy portion is the one where I'm like, eh. I'm a sucker for just a good traditional Oreo. Like they're really good. The black on and own. white one. Yeah, I like the oh, black and white one. No. But I mean, double stuff is the best. But uh, you know, like no, I, golden is better. I think lemon is ones are bomb too. Mrs. Monty really turned me on to the lemon ones, and yeah. I think they're the best Oreo. The lemon thin one is stupid good. But we had an Oreo shake over the week. I. I Again, I'm wrecked on food. I freely admit that. I'm wrecked on food. I farted for like a year. I had a shake this past weekend, and it was just because I never eat dairy. I don't eat ice cream. I don't eat shakes. I And we stupidly got weak together, and Mrs. Monty's like, yeah, let's do it, bro. <coughs> and so we did it, and then we went and got a shake, and it was okay. Uh, you did it and went and got a shake. Okay. What I just said. Yeah. Uh, and it the shake just was like gas, bro. Literally. 
Uh, giggity, traditional Oreos dipped in peanut butter. Oh. Why would you say that? My God, that sounds good. Gumby Fresh Out, uh, regular ass Oreos. Okay. <laughs> Capazzo, lemon Oreos are the bomb. Yes, they are. Pumpkin spice Oreo, Tanner, any credibility you had is now gone. He loves them. He loves them. Because him and Nick Sirianni. You lose all credibility. <laughs> 100 year anniversary special edition will never be beat. What was it? I don't know what that is. T. Bush, Bush says lemon, Oreos and ice cream. Mm. Give me any of the golden Oreos. So yes. Good. So good. Golden, any, yes, double stuffed golden all the way. Carruthers, double stuffed is the best chocolate cookie. Oh, I don't know about the chocolate. Yeah. It, it leaves all kinds of crap in your teeth. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith, Oreos with milk is the best. Oreos without milk is like dry volcanic rock that sucks the saliva out of your mouth. <coughs> that felt aggressive. <coughs> that felt... Dude. There was an incident involved in that, I feel like. <laughs> okay, any golden, then original, then lemon. Yeah, okay. agreed. I love Oreos and milk, staple, but the mint are good too. Oh, man, I cannot wait to have thin some mints. thin mints, dude. Mrs. Monty's hardcore on it too. She's like, "You fat ass! You're not you're not buying Oreos. You're not buying Girl ass. Scout cookies. You're not buying Girl Scout cookies." She would never. Fat. She doesn't actually fat. say like that. She says, "Your your plumpness." And she doesn't. I made that up. But she's like, "We're not doing Girl Scout cookies this year." Okay. Yeah. Well, because my a friend of mine has a daughter that's got like a garage full, and he's like, "I can send you a link, dude. Package. I'll send you a link." I can get you a link. I can get you a tell. Right? <laughs> Boston Mapes, dark chocolate. It's how I keep the rest of the fam from eating them. Ooh, Mrs. Monty loves dark chocolate. Carruthers. Uh, it's white stuff in between the cookies. Mm. Okay. Uh, mint Oreos. <laughs> I'm not reading the rest of that. P.S. I sent you on X the link to the Taylor Tomlinson clip about getting a single guy to wear a condom. Bro, wh wh why? Like, dude, uh, why would you do that? Giggity. <laughs> like, why are we sending links to dudes putting on, you know, Jimmy hats? I don't want to see it. No, I, if, I have to, if I have to say it, you've gone too far. Uh, Donnie don't care about no rules. I thought you uh, didn't talk politics. Here on we did, go, dude, bro. How have I talked about? Stop. Uh, Mike Smith, Dinklage SNL skit, space pants. Okay. Uh, Gumby says pass. Cosmic cream equals seminal fluids. <laughs> Boston Mapes, popping candy. I'm out. Me too. Yeah. Oreo thins is a trick. You end up eating more calories. I hope I do. Golden are the best, dude. I'm that guy that's like, hey, listen, just give me the whole pack. If dude. you're gonna do it, let's do just it. Just give me the whole pack. I'm not. I'm, well, listen. If you just eat one, it's three calories. Just the tip, and, dude. Just the tip. I, I, I want. Give me the whole thing. I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie owes a ribeye. I've been surprised by popping candy before, so I can't say no until I try it. Okay. 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 Uh, it's a joke. Taylor Tomlinson is a comedian. Okay. Okay. Um, Ollie Gordon is the goat. Gumby fresh out. Condoms or Oreos. 
Um, I don't think so. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't. Yeah. OG Oreos, double stuff them paws and give me the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, I'm people are telling me. Wait. Here we go. Don't D. Why do I care that you're sending people? Okay, that's fine. People send me the weirdest stuff, dude. Like, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Sending me like the cover of the, I guess Adam, somebody DM me Adam Schefter's tweet about the Super Bowl cover. Okay. I like it. dude. Suh, dude. All right. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, off on Friday. And then Monday morning, it's on like Donkey Kong, 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern. Back into Hizzy. We're doing it. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.